0: So I have a question for you. It's the beginning of the week. Have you even made out your Christmas list? Like the things that you know, the people that you wanna you wanna share God's love with this Christmas. I, I don't think about it in terms of it's just gifts for people. I think about who in my life I want to encourage. I want to draw them closer to God. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. This is Your Next Step, and we are in our Christmas time series and really our our theme this week is rest. We want to find out how Christmas time should be a time of rest and we all need rest. We started talking about this last week as we turned the corner into December and and you and I We want to be intentional. We want to be purposeful in our God relationship, in our spiritual life this Christmas season. I also hope you will make a list of people that you want to share Christ with. But right now we're talking about the seven ways we know we are empty. Do you know how to tell when you're tired and when you need a little bit of rest? Hit that pause button. The reason I think that's important is during this season, if we're going to be all that God has called us to be, we've got to balance the physical, the mental, the sensory, the social, the creativity, the emotional side of our life, as well as the spiritual side of our life. We're looking at the seven ways to know if we're empty today. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us and listen. I'm Pastor Doyle from The Church Next Door. Now, what would happen to a nation if there were a group of godly men and women who sought the Lord the way David did? Think of the impact that we could have, how that could change our community, change our families. And that's what we're seeking, okay? So David, in the midst of one of his trying times, he just shared how he dealt with this need for peace. And it's just one verse. It's from Psalm 55, 6. He said, "'Oh, that I had the wings of a dove.'" I would fly away and be at rest. Now, what David tells us in, this, in this, this really brief thing was, man, my day is not going well. But if I were a dove, I know exactly what I would do. He said, I would fly away from the midst of this chaos and I would go sit in the cleft of the rock where I know that God, my father in heaven would take care of me. Now, it's interesting to me that in scripture, that the the whole concept of a dove is always connected up to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is the one that, that brings us peace. You realize that the Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit is the one that, that drew you unto God, so you recognize that there was something that was not right inside of you, so you cried out to God and said, oh God, I need a Savior. Because I can't rescue myself from the folly, from the destruction, from the foolishness that I've created in my own life. And what David knew was in those times of stress, if he would just cry out to God, if he would just imagine himself flying away, separating himself from the circumstances that he was in, and relying totally on God to meet his need. That's what I want to challenge you to begin to imagine. That the stress that comes... From the world in which we live, can only be met by the one who created you. But you have to imagine well, if I would just fly away like a dove and rest in Jesus, that's what I need today. That's what you need. That's what I need. That's what we all need. We all need rest.
1: Absolutely. I like this verse in Isaiah 55 because it's God's invitation to come to him. When Doyle brought this, put this verse in here this week, I was blown away for two reasons. One, I had asked the Lord at the beginning of the week, what is the prayer for the church this weekend? And I felt like he said to me that they would be hungry and thirsty and that they would just come. And so I prayed that all week for you. And then when Doyle showed me this outline, I'm like, oh, look at that. And then, so that's one reason why I like this verse. And then the other reason is when my father-in-law had a heart attack, it's been, I don't know, six years ago, he was in Israel. And when we got the call, we couldn't do anything. I mean, he was in Israel. He was going to have to have surgery. I went outside to pray. And this verse is the one that came to mind. And it seems, you know, like an oxymoron, but I'm like, that is the verse I sang and I prayed The whole time for like a day. So it's a very special verse to me. And it says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. And you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. I know God gave me that verse for Daddy that he would go out in joy, be led forth in peace. And we've had those extra years with him. And I know that God will give you a verse because there is rest in his word. That is one place that you find rest. I had a friend call me this week and she gave me a verse. And it's one I've read how many times, but because she called and gave it to me, I looked it up, I studied it, I read it, and it brought me so much rest. I was so encouraged by that verse. And so you can do that for one another. You can do that for yourself. And when you hit that hard place, even even just this morning, I heard of someone that lost their brother. Yesterday, we went to someone's funeral for their brother. You know, you hit these hard places when you get that call, but that word of God is gonna come to you and it's gonna give you rest
0: the reason I like this passage in Isaiah is it, it paints the picture of joy and peace and how the earth cries out. But mm-hmm. let me give you the context real quickly. So the people of Israel are in exile. It's 750 years before Christ. This is the the, the these passages in Isaiah are 750 years before Jesus is born, and he's he's speaking about the days of the future, okay? In this case, he's talking about there's going to be a time when God's going to lead us out of this captivity in Babylon. And he says, are you thirsty for that? Are you hungry for God right now? The yes. disconnect in your life. Are you aware that there's something wrong and, and I need to be closer to God? And, and, and that's where the people of Israel were. They were far from home. They had gotten into a bad place because of their own rebellion and their own bad decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's like, if you are thirsty and you're hungry for God, guess what? You may not even have any money. He's got it covered. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about paying the price. See, that's why the gospel of Jesus Christ is so powerful. You don't pay the check. God does. And God says, don't worry about it. But if you're hungry and you want it, receive it from me. And then verse 12, it says, if you will receive this message, you will go out. You'll move forward in your life, in your relationship with God. And the fruit of that is joy and peace. And that's what you can have this Christmas. So one of the things that I think is really important is you and I can't afford to ignore the gauges of our life, okay? In the same way that the dashboard of your car has an oil light, an engine light, a fuel gauge, you know what I'm saying? You hear your brakes squeaking in the back end of your car, that means you need to tend to it. You don't ignore the gauges, okay? You don't just... uh, put some other thing on in your life. Can I tell you, this is one of the things that our world is really struggling with. Our world has decided that when everything is shaking and and when all the all the gauges are saying you need to give God attention, we decided to zone out and entertain ourselves with something else. You cannot afford to ignore the gauges of your life. And so today, we wanted to just highlight seven ways we know we're empty, okay, or tired or stressed to check the gauges on your life, okay? So I'm just going gonna, gonna to run through the list fairly quickly. We'll highlight some of them. Um, uh, that's is this For the sake of you? time, <laughs> is this you? That's a good way of looking at it. So are you physically exhausted? Are you mentally drained? Are you on sensory overload? You know, our world, we just have so much going on. I mean, you can, you can go in some places and they've got smells and lights and noises and, and you just feel like, oh, wow, all right? Christmas time can really do that to you. How about socially spent? You've had too many relationships where there's a negative relationship pulling on you and not enough adding value to you. How about creatively stuck? Mm. You know, can I tell you one so what are we going to have for dinner? Oh, I'm just too tired to think about what we're going to have, right? That's a creatively stuck moment, isn't it? And it's because you're drained. I deal with creatively stuck a lot because I, I have to avoid that because I, I'm a creative and it's my job to be creative. The staff will come to me and say, hey, what are we doing for New Year's uh, series? And do you have any ideas on where we're headed for Easter? And I'm like, we just ate Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I love you too. Go back to your cubicle. I don't say that, all right? I don't say that. I don't say that. But you see what I'm saying? And, and, and you can feel creatively stuck even though you're a creative person and you get energized by creativity. How about emotionally spent or spiritually empty? When I talk about spiritually empty, I mean that you haven't, you, you've been pouring out, but you've not really kind of received in your spirit. Now, sometimes you can be spiritually empty because you've been putting bad things into your spirit. You've been watching or doing things that you know are ungodly. That can, that can really, it can ruin you. At other times, we're exhausted physically, emotionally, and, and maybe some of these other areas. And because of that, we, we haven't dealt with it, and so we don't take the time to be pouring into ourselves spiritually. And so what we do is we'll just, we'll watch something that's what I would call kind of neutral. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing spiritually wrong with watching funny cat videos or the three stooges. You see what I'm saying? But it's not going to add value to you. It's not going to lift your soul and your spirit. And see, what we're saying is, if you, if you right now feel spiritually empty, you, can, you have to put that... It would be like you would never pour milk into the, the tank of your car that needs gasoline, would you? Mm-hmm. Milk is the protein that a human body needs, not a car. And, and what we're doing as a culture is we're putting the wrong thing In our spirits at times, and the gauge may look full because you've poured that in, but you need to know you can't run on that. That dog won't hunt, okay? That dog won't hunt. All right. I think, you
1: know, I think for me, I don't know if you realize, but I have been taking chemotherapy this year. Now I'm taking immunotherapy, and I have experienced, I think, a check mark on every single one of those this year. And I was in a, excuse me, guys, we got to talk hair care product for just a minute. <laughs> but, um, I was in a hair care product store and because they said it was all natural. And so I, you're not allowed to have chemicals when you're taking chemicals, right? So I go in this hair care store and there's three girls, there's no one in the lobby, three girls on their phones at the checkout. And I said, hey, do you have something that might help me? They point in that direction and they say the price list is over there. So I go over there, it's a wall of stuff. And I'm like, can, is this, can I take this? What, you know, They don't want to answer my questions. They're busy doing their thing. And I said, well, how about this one? And they're like, oh, that's for thick hair, you have thin hair. And (laughs) I thought, okay, I, I think I'm just gonna go. You know, people don't even know what you've been through. They have no idea where you're at and how you feel in that moment to even to stop and to pause and to say, hey, yeah, let's look at this. Let's see if that's safe for you. Let's see, you know, maybe this one's on sale, no but it would have done no good to say, hey, I, w- I just needed hair care. <laughs> that wouldn't have really solved it, would it? But you, re- <laughs> you take a moment and you recognize, okay, Lord, I guess I'm a little emotionally spent. I just need your care for me. And you know, when you're a giver, you give and you give and you give and you give, That's a good thing, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that's what God wants us to do, but there's also a time where he wants us to receive his rest and to receive his care for for us. And I know for me personally, I've always been on the giving, giving end, but this year, I experienced your love and care because in this place, people would go that extra mile behind the smile and say, how are you doing, really? you know, and talk to me. And so that is part of that rest is when we can be together, when we can love people that extra mile. That's really, really important. It helps them experience some of that rest.
0: What you have to see is, is that when you look down through this list, okay, when you look at them all at once, just a deep breath and a pause and then a plan to get you that space that you need, is vital, but to keep pushing on the gas isn't going to get you there. See, see rest is, is an essential part of life. We, we, we now know in science, okay, you need food and water. Everybody recognizes that, but science recognizes also that you need to spend about one-third of every day sleeping at rest. Wow. You see? And, 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 and we, we have this imagination, and, and especially because we're connected, okay? We'll stay up all night long. We'll keep, we'll keep ourselves, our, and, and our mind doesn't get to shut down and let God restore our soul. The Scripture's clear on that, that God is the one that gives us rest. He's the one that restores our soul, that God is the one that nurtures you in that way, and that we have to look to Him and expect that, okay?
1: True rest, comes from the Lord. True rest for all of those areas. It's really going to come from the, the Lord. And I felt like he just wanted me to say to you, it's going to be okay yeah, if you stick with the Lord. There's so many other ways. The world will give you a thousand ways to fill those needs. But if we, if we don't run to the Lord, that's really the lesson of the past two years. We have to humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves and depend on the Lord for everything if, and come to him with, I can't get through a day without you. I need you, no. Lord. I need you to give me the rest in all these areas. It's when we think we can do it on our own and we think we can just keep pushing back the warning signs that we need rest in these areas and not turning to the Lord. We have to turn to the Lord and it's a humility. It's, it's pushing down our pride. I think I can do it myself. God is bigger he is bigger than anything that you face that would keep you needing these rests he's bigger
0: we just want to encourage you that rest is healing it's life-giving it it'll it'll it's it's part of the cure but it's not just taking a nap it's taking a nap it's spending time with the lord it's It's stopping all the noise of the world in which we live, and you have to be intentional about that daily. And I
1: Uh, think, well, before we go on, it comes in big chunks of time mm -hmm. that you may think you don't have, but you do. You have to choose Him over something else. But it also comes in 15 and 5-minute chunks of time. It's throughout your day. You know, I was going down 71 north this week, and I had to get up really early. I still had my coffee. The sun was just coming up. The dew was on the ground beautiful sunrise. The sky was pink and blue for miles. And I just began to say, Lord, you are beautiful. You are beautiful. And I kept saying that to him over and over. And then I was tempted to turn on the radio. I was so tempted. And then I was tempted to ask Siri for the lyrics to Phil Wickham's, Lord, you are beautiful in every sunrise. And I said, no, no, no. This is his time. I'm going to rest I'm going to be with him on that drive. And by the time I arrived at the radio station, I was refreshed. And so it's in those moments that you're inviting him into your day to give you that rest you need so you can have the peace and joy for other people.
0: In in May of 2019, I, I taught a series, There's Got to Be a Better Way. And on the second part of that, I taught a whole lesson just on rest, so I'm, I know we're not giving you everything today, but if you'll go back and look at uh, May of 2019, but, but I grew up in a family where work was a good thing. I had a great grandmother, Grandma Sexton, who when she didn't feel good, she would go mow her lawn in her <laughs> 80s. She was in her 80s and she would go push the mower. And she would tell, I remember as a little boy, her looking at me and say, well, if you don't feel good, go outside and do some work. All right. And so this whole idea of rest, I thought was for weenies. I thought it was for slackers, you know, (laughs) but, but I had to learn that rest is what gave me the fuel, which gave me the power to really be successful. So here's a quote for me. All right. It's a famous person. All right. There's wisdom in working hard and there's wisdom in rest. Use both and never overlook the other. Rest is a weapon. And honest work leads to a life full of blessings. I believe that. That is wisdom and that is truth. But you've got to have both. So when we talk about rest today, rest is not an invitation to become a sluggard. The Bible is clear on that. And we live in a world right now where there's a lot of people who are tempted to slide into something unhealthy. And uh, listen to what Proverbs 6 says. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? Mm. When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity Mm. like an armed man. How many of you have experienced this? How many of you have have laid on the couch for a couple days and you realized, I have less energy now than when I did? Because you Mm -hmm. begin to, the law of entropy sets in and it begins to destroy you. And so how do we manage this? How can we live a rested life in a really busy world? I had to learn that a meal is actually a restful time. I grew up with that, but then in, in graduate school, I, I was working at a, at a church I was taking five classes. I had an on-campus job just to make ends meet. I was doing all this. And so I began to eat just on the go. And it created a bad habit that I had to break. And we've, had to, we've always had to come back and recenter ourselves just at a meal and sit down and talk as a family. Don't lose that, okay? Don't let something steal that. It's really important. It's interesting. The scripture even affirms this. It tells us in Mark that Jesus and the disciples, they've been really busy in ministry and they, they were going to take a day off. And this is the story of the feeding of the 5,000. So prior to that, they needed a day off. Listen, okay? Uh, and he, Jesus said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. So, so Mark is saying, Jesus said, we need to go rest. They didn't even have time to eat a meal. And what do they do? They get in the boat, they go across the lake, and 5,000 people go around the edge of the lake and find them on their day off. <laughs> had anybody call you with a problem on your day off? <laughs> had anybody wake you up and say, hey, mom, where's the peanut butter? <laughs> on the same shelf it was yesterday. <laughs> why did you have to wake me up for that? See, this is <laughs> why is this important because sometimes life crowds in on our best attempts to rest. Miss part of the
1: show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms.
0: You know, prayer changes our lives. Prayer of agreement is powerful. Well, we're together right now. What are we waiting for? Can we just stop right now and take a moment to pray? I wonder what it would do to our life if we begin to pray for our desire for God to grow. Father, we want to come before you today because we, we need to be honest. You've been so good to us. You've provided so much for us that sometimes we, we take your grace for granted. And God, we want you to know that, that our hunger and our thirst for righteousness is not what we want it to be. God, we've been we've been okay with just getting C's, passing marks when we know that you want us to desire your best. And God, we've we've gotten a little gotten a little lazy. We've gotten spiritual slide. I, I don't know how to describe it to you, Father, other than that our focus hasn't been on you. We've become self-centered, and we've not been kingdom-oriented. And we know that you want us to be kingdom men and kingdom women, that you want us to be about the kingdom work. And so this is what we're praying. We're praying that you would begin to, to help us stir up the fire within us, to stir up our faith in you, to be stirred up within, to have a desire for holiness. Lord, may we become a people that say, God, we're, we're people of unclean lips, and then you cleanse us of that unrighteousness. Would you show us right now what it is that's been keeping us from really hungering for you? Now, Lord... Would you begin to help us to exercise our authority in Jesus' name and our position in Christ Jesus and help us to live out our walk with you. Help us to begin to grow. You are the vine tender. You prune off anything that needs to be pruned right now. We, we surrender it to you. We don't, we don't hold that back. Lord, begin to, to move us so that we can see how we could be used for you. God, give us Christian friends, give us Christian mentors, and give us people that we can disciple. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you for praying with me. You know, I believe prayer is powerful. We should pray first and ask questions later. And if you'd like to be a part of the prayer ministry or part of this ministry, I ask you to go to yournextstepnow.com. That's right, yournextstepnow.com. Give us your email address and we'll give you our free ebook. It's a prayer guide, a daily prayer guide right there for you every day. Be a part of the ministry of the Church Next Door and Your Next Step. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again, or share it with a friend look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms we'd love to see you soon at the church next door easily find our service times and our app i'm pastor doyle jackson join us again next time for your next step
1: i believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for god and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family.
0: I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of The Church Next Door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org.
2: Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook, that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY. one 38 story Or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-media.com.